Hello and welcome to Let's Enter the Arena. I'm your host, VM Campos, and this is the podcast where I talk with a member of the Magic the Gathering community, and we focus on Magic Arena. I've got a return guest this time around. Cresta Star is back. That's me. Hi. Hello, everyone. The audience is waving, and um, you can wave back to them, too. You can't see it, but I have both my hands in the air like they don't care. <laughs> well, on the repeat uh, episode with a person, we, uh, we're going to talk about some cards from the latest set. And these can be cards that we like that they do something cool, that they're weird, or that they're jank, or that the art is cool, or, the, uh, or we like the artist's name, or whatever. We're just going to talk about the latest, the hottest set at the moment. So uh, the one that I kind of like at the moment, uh, this is uh, kind of pretty straightforward, and that's what I like. Sometimes I don't want to do like really complicated cards, so I've got Glass of the Guild Pact. It's an artifact. It costs two mana, and all it does is multicolored creatures you control get plus one, plus one. The end. Amazing. <laughs> now, that seems like a good card, like especially if you have a lot of multicolored creatures. It can really boost it, and if you've got like a theme... Yeah. of your deck so if you have something that boosts all knights and a lot of your knights are multicolored if not all multicolored here you go yeah exactly it's like uh this is a great card to kind of build a deck around it's a rare card so you're not going to crack it as much as you could but uh, once you've got some wild cards and you get a play set of these you know just two mana is pretty efficient you get it out pretty fast You've got all of these multicolored creatures, and Ravnica Allegiance seems to be how many multicolored creatures can you jam in your deck? And now they're all going to get plus one, plus one, so that sounds good. The art of it is also pretty cool. It's a stained glass circular thing, and uh, it's got all of the guilds, the little logos of the guilds all around it, and then a mysterious like central... Uh, moon and sun or something. I don't know the whole lore of everything, so that seems kind of interesting and mysterious. I do like the artwork of that one as well because it looks, it does look like a stained glass. It gives you that, um, that like, what's the word I'm looking for? Gothic yeah. sort of castle thing. And from playing Magic for the short period of time that I have been, it's a very kind of gaudy gothic mm-hmm. game because you deal with magic and fantasy obviously mm-hmm. the only thing that um i suddenly realized okay so this gives multicolored creatures plus one plus one but the glass itself is not multicolored it's all one single yellow color hmm i mean technically mm-hmm. there is that brown stuff around it <laughs> the the poisonous lead that they put around stained the glass poisonous lead <laughs> Maybe they could have done like a kaleidoscope if they wanted to get real funky with it. Yeah, so that's an epic fail right there, unfortunately. <laughs> Actually, that's not his favorite card anymore. We're moving on to the next one. <laughs> yes, exactly. What's your card that's standing out to you? Okay, so I thought a little hard on this one, but I picked out Kaya Orzov Ursiper. Usurper? Did I say it right? I hope I did. I think it's Usurper. Usurper? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just dyslexic. Whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Kaya Orzov. I like her. Mm-hmm. I like this card because not magic related. I feel that in fantasy genre games, you don't see a lot of black girls. 
And to have someone be just a planeswalker, like you are a pivotal character, like Mm. you're a planeswalker. Like you're not just like, oh, you're a vampire card or you're this or Mm -hmm. you're an engine. Like you're an actual planeswalker and it's cool. And like, I don't know, like to me, that's really awesome because I think representation matters. And especially in fantasy games, you don't see a lot of just like black girls because black girls can't be elves or night riders or Mm -hmm. whatever. So I think this is cool just for that and the artwork alone. Um, As far as the card is concerned, I do feel like doing, you start off at three loyalty counters. Mm -hmm. For just five, then you deal damage to play equal to the number of cards in your exile. That's a little silly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially if you're playing against someone who like, who exiles your cards or like if they've got a seal away or a high romancer's uh, cage or something like that, mm-hmm. you're doing tons of damage to them for no reason. Mm-hmm. And it's only five loyalty. So you can realistically get her there sorry, pretty so, fast. Exactly. She's a three mana card. She comes out with three and you can do a plus one that exiles two cards from a single graveyard. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. That's too yeah. good. Yeah, I think uh, exactly. It's very efficient, only three mana, and you can already start doing her things pretty fast. And if you get get her ultimate minus five, it's even better. And I think about, uh, uh, you know, it's doable. I'm sure there's like these great decks that also combo a lot, just like how you're saying, okay, what can I put into exile uh, that will help me with this to do some big damage? Because uh, I think a lot of people play with a lot of mana and then when you're in the later game you only need three mana for her and then you can start to build her up so that i think that's going to work out and i think what you said about representation is also like i totally agree you know we we need to see more people of color in all of our fantasy because everyone wants to be an elf or a knight or an astronaut or whatever like everyone should be able to and when you see yourself in it you hopefully aspire to do that yeah i think like i've been I play World of Warcraft, I've read fantasy novels, and very rarely do you see, like, people of color. Mm -hmm. And if you do, sometimes they make such a big deal out of it. Mm -hmm. And for what I feel like with magic, they're just like, hey, we don't care. People are people. Have this person. (laughs) Exactly. If you're going to have, like, blue-skinned wizard people, then what about real skin colors that exist in the real world? Exactly. And then this this uh, this art is amazing. It it kind of gives me like a vibe, a little bit of like the like the Last Supper painting, uh, yeah. you know, because there's people behind there on a table uh, chilling, and then she's in the middle, and she's got her hands up, like saying like what, and it's like kind of great art. She owns everything. She's opulence. <laughs> yes, that's one of the that, yeah. That's one of the, like the keywords of of the of the whole Orzhov clan or cult syndicate, whatever the subtitle is for it but i remember seeing that opulence is one of the keywords that they're all about in that guild oh i just uh i just shot that out in the dark hey i'm with it yeah (laughs) you've got a connection right there because you're you're tapping into that guild pretty well i am just i i'm probably inside of my heart just a blue black i'm not a blue black sorry a white black magic card waiting to get out (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna planes walk out of the podcast before we know it I'm gone. I already left. You don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> you went back to Ixalan for some uh, riding some dinosaurs and such? Yes. Um, but, like, I'm not 100% on the lore, but wasn't Ixalan, like, invaded by the Eldrazi? I could be wrong. 
my knowledge goes back to 2017, and uh, when I was on uh, when I when I was in the set of Ixalan, no, uh, it wasn't the Eldrazi. It was like just a whole bunch of dinosaurs and pirates and merfolk and stuff running around. I think the Eldrazi invaded uh, Zendikar. I think that's... That sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. That uh, Ixalan set was kind of fun because that's the one I got... When I got back into Magic, that's like the first set that I really started to play with a lot because uh, I had been away from Magic for a while. And uh, the new set just came out, and I thought this is interesting. It's kind of weird. And and speaking of representation, like one of the uh, one of the factions in Ixalan is sort of like a an analog for uh, Mesoamerican cultures, so like uh, yeah. Latinos and such. So it's kind of seeing more representation there. And you know, if you don't see yourself as a as a as a skeleton knight, you know, you might be uh, from one of these other worlds, and uh, you get a little bit of a connection with them. Like you said, representation really matters because you see yourself in a character and it it, it inspires you to want to like, hey, I want to be like that, whether it's acting or mm-hmm. if art is your medium. I, I really, I, I think representation in games is so important, so important. Well, for my, for my third card, let's come back to the point of representation because I totally relate to my third card, but let me go to my mm-hmm. second card. Mm-hmm. My second card is Basilica Bellhaunt. Uh, this is a multicolored... Uh, black, black, white, white card. So four mana in total. And uh, the Basilica Bell Hunt is a 3-4 creature spirit. And what's cool about it is it does one of my favorite things, which is when it enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card. And then you gain three life. I know that on our first uh, chat, uh, you had said that you're not really uh, a big fan of like milling and all of that. But you know, No, sir! But... <laughs> That's one of my things that I kind of have a guilty pleasure of. So that's what this little spirit is all about. Well, I feel like, see, cards like that don't infuriate me. Because <laughs> it's when it comes out, okay, it's one thing, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Cards like persistent petitioners oh, irritate yeah. me <laughs> because you can tap and then I have to con- consistently get rid of my cards. Or the millstone where I have to consistently get rid of my cards. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't care. That's annoying, but I don't care about that. <laughs> so anyway this- yeah no like it's stuff like that is not a problem like but like when i have to consistently get rid of my deck i'm just i just look at the other person like i hate you <laughs> <laughs> too bad there aren't enough emojis in the uh in arena at the moment to really express how we feel about things sometimes that's you know what that's a good thing <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because some people are just the worst and <laughs> some people will spam like I get people who spam hello 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 and uh, I'm like I'm just gonna mute you like you're doing a lot <laughs> yeah the art on this one's pretty cool too it's sort of like at a little bit of a Dutch angle and this spirit has got like uh, white flames all around him and there's a cool looking bell behind it and a cool staff and everything so art wise uh, it looks really nice, and uh, and I like the the ability, and I agree that when you can do it over and over, it gets annoying and oppressive and all of that. But when you when you summon this, it takes first of all four mana, and you've got to have two of each, so you have to have that mana commitment. So that's a little barrier to entry, and then you summon it, and then they discard, and you also gain three life. So yeah, I think it's a little bit more fair. Yeah, no, no, like I said, it's not. It's not terrible, terrible. And like you said, it's a creature too. So you also have a body. Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're just making someone mill and then they can just hit you in the face. Like this person's going to make you mill and then I'm going to still do damage to you. That's, rude. That's a rude card, actually. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, at least uh, this this is what I never get. Uh, this is a spirit, and to my knowledge, uh, I think spirits float. But this doesn't have any flying, so I don't understand. That's weird. They do Isn't that. Is there a blue pirate card that does the same thing? There is a blue pirate card. It doesn't it doesn't fly, but it can go through things. It's unblockable unless you block with a spirit. Yeah, and it's the same thing. I think it's a spirit too, but it it doesn't fly either. Mm-hmm. They do that with vampires sometimes because I sort of feel they always should fly, but there's plenty of vampires that don't for some reason. True. But yeah, it would make more sense with like a vampire mythos. Like most vampires can turn to bats or have the ability to fly. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll still put this card in my my deck. I'm trying to put together a black-white Orshav deck. Uh, mm-hmm. I do, you know, deck tech videos on YouTube and stuff, and I want to do one for this set, Ravnica Allegiance. So I'm just figuring out what cards I want, and I'll probably put four of this one in the deck uh, because I think that's a good card. Yeah, good art, good abilities, fair price, and all of that. And I just got to figure out the other, uh, the other cards in that deck. Well, uh, what about uh, your next card? Okay, so my next card is not more it's more about the card itself Mm -hmm. rather than the art or whatever it is now i like cards like omniscience Mm -hmm. they're just like if you can get to that point Mm -hmm. where you can play omniscience where it doesn't matter what you have in your hand you could just play it amazing great yeah card i chose mass manipulation so that's xx and then four blue um, mana Mm -hmm. And you gain control of X target creatures and or planeswalkers. <laughs> so let's say it's, it's this is a late game card, obviously, and you're flooded with mana and you, maybe it could be a multicolored deck or whatever it is. But if you've got a lot of mana and like nothing's really coming up and you get something like this, you can literally ruin someone's life. Yeah. <laughs> you can really just make. I've had this used on me once. I was very upset. This person <laughs> took both my planeswalkers and all my creatures. And oh, I was wow. like, well, what can I do? <laughs> yes. I mean, it's a great card. Like, for what it does, if you've got a lot of mana, and obviously, like I said, late game, this is really, um, I think this is bee's knees. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking at it also here. And... Uh, it'll get the job done. You just need the mana if the game's going long. If it's a stalemate, it's just grinding along. You top deck this, you've got a lot of mana, and then, whoops, I've got all your stuff now. Facts. The art is really good, too. It's creepy. It's like everyone looking at you all possessed. It looks like a horror movie. Kind of like iRobot. Oh, yeah. And only some of them are looking at you. Everyone else is just going about their business, and then there's like three or four of them that are looking right at you like this card also because one of my favorite cards that's not in Ravnica Allegiance is in Bolus's Clutches. Oh, yeah. And this is like an in Bolus's Clutches on on crack. <laughs> <laughs> this is beyond. And when I first got the card in Bolus's Clutches, it really I don't know, like it really helped me change my game a little bit mm-hmm. in the sense of now I have to think about hey I don't want to waste something like in Bolus's clutch. What is that like? I know it's two mana, and I think it's four colorless mana. So yeah. it's like six in total. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste it on like 
something small like a vampire. Yeah. But if you've got a 2828 of Johnny's Pride made, <laughs> guess what I'm taking? <laughs> it's got a new home. That's another one. Uh, yeah, I've got it up here. That's another one a little bit for the later game uh, in terms of uh, six man is not so bad, but it's a little bit later. But definitely once they've got their good thing out on the field, you can get it into your clutches and yeah. then it's yours. And uh, the flavor text on that is kind of kind of epic. It's It says, your contract is in default. You belong to me now. Serve or die. And that's uh, Nicol Bolas himself saying that. <laughs> So it's funny that now I'm finding out more about the lore because mm -hmm. when I first started playing this game on Arena, um, one of the things I kept yelling out was Nico Bolas because <laughs> I like the card. I like I like Embolas's clutches. I like mm -hmm. the card. But I'm reading the lore. And I'm like, wow, he's a jerk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a super jerk. In fact. All of the problems magic the the, the greater magic universe is having. Mm practically because of him mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty much yeah that's kind of like the good and bad about magic in terms of okay they've got some really cool stories but i think they've been focusing a little too much on uh nickel bolas and like what he's up to and they put him into like a, a last bunch of sets and he's in the background and doing all of these weird things and i guess it's all coming to a head on the next set and uh we'll see how it how it all shakes up but yeah, it's sort of like, uh, is the whole multiverse in peril again, Nicol Bolas? That dang Nicol Bolas. <laughs> mm -hmm. I got to send you a link to his original card uh, back from the 90s. Uh, in that one, he's basically uh, sitting in his chair reading a book uh, with his old man glasses. And now 25 years later, he's like the scourge of the multiverse. <laughs> 25 years ago he couldn't be bothered today exactly. he has the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah so my, so what is your third card my third card this is the one that i totally relate to talking about uh representation earlier this is oh. rakdos the showstopper the legendary creature demon oof i hate rakdos <laughs> <laughs> But he's so fun. Look at this. He's got six mana, uh, one black, one uh, red, and four more. And then you summon a six-six. So you can only, and it's legendary. So you can only have one of them on the field at the time, at one at a time. He's got flying and trample, aka flample. And then <laughs> when he when he summoned, he kills everything that isn't a demon, devil, or imp. So much fun. The end. That's a lot. It that's is. Lot. But I mean, that's that's not even. I mean, it, okay, in the context of the Rakdos deck, mm -hmm. this card to me is very much what they built, you know, the thing around. There's so many things you could do with the Rakdos deck. Mm -hmm. And there's also, I like the spectacle idea. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like you can either pay seven mana for this card, or if you get a hit off, you can pay one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a new interesting mechanic. Uh, again, I don't know. I have a big ba I have a big gap in my magic knowledge, so I don't know if they've ever done anything like it. But it seems like they hadn't, and so that's kind of cool. Either pay this regular cost, or if you do damage, uh, you get a different kind of cost. So I've been trying to put together a demon deck where, like, I'm trying to put all of the demons that are currently in arena in this deck. So even like a little one-one demon and a little imp and devils or whatever. And uh, when it works, that deck is fun because uh, Rakdos comes out and all my creatures are totally fine. 
but my opponents have the 50-50 chance of their creatures dying because of the coin flip. Yeah. The only thing is I... I, I, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that the only thing I wish was that we would actually see some coins flipping on the screen on top of all of the little creature cards. I think that would be a cool idea because they have... Like, if you play Resplendent Angel, Resplendent Angel comes out. Or even if you play niv you see, like, a thing of niv There should yeah. be some coins like, hey, this one, hey, this one. Oh, no, yeah. not that one, you know? Well, the closest thing is that he swoops into the field or something, or he pops up from the ground or something, and then he waves his big old scythe around and everyone's dead, maybe. But it might have been fun also with a bunch of coins jumping around. Yeah. So, again, this one is legendary, so only one at a time, and it's mythic rare, so... Uh, a little harder to get. Uh, and uh, this deck, I think that I've, in Arena, I've built it okay, but I think maybe I've only got one or two of them so far. So I've got to save my wild cards to get the full playset. But it's a shame that I can't have more than one. But wait a minute, you you had mentioned the Helm of the Host is a great way to, to cheat more than one creature in, isn't it? I was just about to say that. Like, for any, I feel, personally, for any card that you need, like, all four of them, like, if you mm-hmm. wanted to have not obviously not like a Teferi or something like that, but a Rakdos in this situation, if you have a Helm of the Host on it and they kill the main Rakdos, but you have a copy of it, you can still use Helm of the Host on the token and you still <laughs> have Rakdos. Like, it's so good. <laughs> I'm totally writing that down because I completely forgot about Helm of the Host, but that's a way to have five of them in one deck. Wow. You can have as many... As it wants to make if if someone doesn't go out of their way to stop the helm of the host and they just let it copy creatures, that's a big yikes for me, dog. Like you're just gonna let me over even if it's something stupid. Mm. Like I put Helm of the Host on my Leonin Warriors. I think that's the one that is the four four that summons yeah. the two one ones. It'll summon a four four that'll summon two one ones along with my two mm-hmm. one ones. It's silly. It's it's a silly <laughs> card. <laughs> Yeah, and some decks can't even deal with it since it's an artifact. Uh, some colors can't deal with artifacts. Like, I, I think black on its own cannot destroy artifacts, maybe. So that's uh, when you need red, it can it can have demolish. Demolish destroys artifacts. And, you know, white and red and green, I think, destroy artifacts pretty well. But the other ones, not so well. So some decks aren't even going to be able to handle Helm of the Host. So that's OP. Nope. Not at all. Helm of the Host is... a. Uh... Somebody put me onto that card, and I was like, this is a dumb card. I put it in every one of my decks. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not that expensive either. It's uh, how much, like five mana to cast? Four mana to cast, five to equip. Oh, okay. Yeah, bring it in. And if you in. play it like in a white deck, uh, what's that girl who makes it where um, equipment costs, costs one less, and she has double strike and vigilance? And, oh, yeah, like, uh, Danitha. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So, like, if you have something like that, you can play it for four, equip mm-hmm. it for four. Mm-hmm. Silly. Silly. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, what about your your third card? Okay. My third card is more of a play kind of card. So, Tessa Karlov, again, with the black-white. I just, I just, I just need to be a black-white card. That's what, that's what needs to happen. Black-white-blue. I just need to disappear. Mm-hmm. Um, it <laughs> is two colorless one white, one black, and it is if a creature dying causes a triggered ability of a permanent you control the trigger, that ability triggers an ind- an additional time. Hmm. Sorry. Creature tokens you control have vigilance and lifelink. 
Mm-hmm. So I run this card in my vampire deck, and I have a black-white life gain deck that has like a Johnny's Primate, a Johnny's Welcome, and then we've got like um, a couple of white vampires in there, and a lot of things with life gain. I like this because if you have um, not Ashes of the Aberrant, well, Ashes of the Aberrant is a good is a good one too, mm-hmm. but um, there's also I forgot the other one. I, I can see the card in my mind, but I, I can't think of the name of it. But whenever a creature dies or you gain life, no. I think whenever a creature dies, you have the option to pay two mana hmm. and uh, draw a card. So if hmm. it's late in your game and this person's just wiping all your creatures and you're running out of cards, you can pay the two or like even, let me not say early early but like Hmm. medium to the end you can always keep looking for cards if you've got the mana so i think that's a good combo there um there's in this set the ravnica allegiance there's a whole little subset of uh spirit things and afterlife and things dying and tokens so Mm -hmm. i think this card works really well with that especially creature tokens you control have vigilance and lifelink so even if you just have some little one one chump blocking spirits well they're going to have vigilance and uh they're going to be able to defend you and they're going to gain you a little bit of life while you you know kind of keep the game going for you to continue to uh to set things up and it looks like Taste has a 2-4, so she's going to take a... She's, she's going to need a Lava Coil or something strong to take her out. Not like a little Lightning yeah. Strike or something. Uh, a little bit more damage. Yeah, you can't just blow her up and pop her with like a 1. If you're playing like a red, you can't just... Uh, like you said, Lightning Strike. You can't like... Mm-hmm. You're going to have to like hit her twice, or you're going to have to actually try to get her with a creature or counter the spell before she gets on the board. Mm-hmm. The art on that one's also really nice. Like she's got like this regal pose and she's either a staff or a sword she's holding on to. And oh, look at that. I think that's the Guild of the Guild Pact. I mean, the glass of the Guild Pact right behind her. So my card is inside of your card. We're friendships. (laughs) We're friendships. I'm sorry. I wanted to say we are one, but friendship came out. So it doesn't matter. (laughs) It, uh, It makes sense. No, I really, I really like, I like, like I said, I like the black, white, blue kind of combinations. I haven't figured out how to play with three colors yet because mm. that's hard. Yeah. But something like this in a dual color deck, I think, is really good. Especially with black, you've got like, you've got tons of things. Like, if you want to run a zombie with this, like, from what I understand, zombies aren't as good as they used to be. But if you have something like Open the Graves and a Tessa Karlov, She's mm-hmm. going to make Open the Graves trigger two times. Yeah. The, uh, last year or so, there was a card in white that was called Anointed Procession, and it would double your tokens, kind of like Tesa, but mm-hmm. that card rotated out because of, uh, you know, every six months or a year or whatever, they rotate cards out. So that card's gone, and now Tesa's back, and she can do that. And then how you're saying, open the, what's it called again? Open the Graves? Uh, uh I- yeah, I think it's open the grace. I mean, I actually got on Magic uh, the Gathering because <laughs> mm-hmm. this was giving me all the life that I needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Yeah, open the graves. It's okay. a three colorless, two black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's an engine going on right there. Double the spirits. They've all got lifelink. They've all got vigilance. And you're going to run the game. I think this is a great card. If you If you're doing any kind of card like color combination deck with black and white and you've got like 
a lot of zombies and stuff like that, definitely this is this is the card to have in your deck. Mm hmm. Well, I think those are some uh, good cards that we've picked. We're totally going to reach Mythic any day now with all of these cards. Yes. And um, final thoughts on anything about the story or anything going on at the moment? I want to pick your brain. Now sure. the interviewer is the interviewee. Mm -hmm. I hope you're ready. Uh oh, I got, <laughs> I got mass manipulated. <laughs> so... My question to you is, I, I've been reading a little bit about the new expansion that's coming up mm -hmm. and the lore. I think it's called Fight for the Spark or the Final Spark or something like that. War of My the Spark? Yes. My question to you is, do you think this time around the Planeswalkers will be able to deal with Nico Bolas so he can stop doing all oh, of this okay. stuff? Hmm, okay, here's my personal opinion. Here's my hot take. I don't want Nicol Bolas to win. I think it's like, okay, the big, big bad guy, he won, and we're going to flip the script and the bad guy won. Uh, I don't want to really put my, you know, fantasy, all the chips in my into, into the fantasy pool about the bad guy winning. I want a happy ending. And okay, sure, antiheroes. Everyone loves antiheroes and such. But I think they're going to all join together and take him out. And from what I've been seeing about like the preview or whatever, it looks like everyone's going to lose their spark except one. But I don't think it'll be Nicol Bolas. Uh, maybe it'll be, I don't know, a Johnny that keeps it or something and everyone else loses it, even Nicol Bolas and, and all of that. So I think that's what's going to happen. I think, and this is just from what I've been reading and what I understand, I think they're going to 360 swerve us mm -hmm. and they're going to let Nicol Bolas just Beat us up some more. <laughs> like, I think he's going to take a blow for real, for real. Mm -hmm. But I don't see it. I don't see it being like we defeat him. I, I see it is, oh, you may have cut my wing off mm -hmm. when I destroyed all of Ixalan or Ravnica or something mm -hmm. like that. That could work. It's like halfway between winning and losing. So, so we'll, uh, hmm. It could both, I think both could be plausible. Now, I, I read a little bit about that it looks like every booster pack uh, is going to have a planeswalker in it. Did you read about that? Oh, wow. I did not. Wow, that's dope. Yeah, so suddenly every pack that you crack has a planeswalker. Now, that gets me thinking, how strong are they going to be? Are they going to be a little bit nerfed? Are they going to be OP? Are they, mm -hmm. like, what's going to go on if you're going to get one on every pack but because before you would get them so rarely so with one in every pack they've got to be a little bit lowered in power shouldn't they with that logic it would make sense that they would do like obviously it if, if it was me if it was just me and i had control of it obviously i feel like liliana or a johnny or um even nico polis would be like elder planeswalkers and if you wanted to say that hey somehow within this story we all found a way to not so much lose our sparks mm -hmm. but found a way to distribute it enough that almost anyone mm -hmm. could be a plane walker those people who are like lower planeswalkers like yes you'd have like because even even with the planeswalkers that we have now not every planeswalker is created equal. Mm -hmm. Like a Teferi planeswalker, mm -hmm. in my opinion, is more powerful than a Liliana untouched by death planeswalker. Mm -hmm. So obviously not all planeswalkers are created equal, but if you had something like a junior planeswalker, like mm -hmm. if Nico Bolas is coming, yeah, assemble the Avengers. But if it's some <laughs> other jerk, somebody else who's like Sailor Moon of the, 
of the the planeswalkers can take care of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. does that make sense? <laughs> I, I think so. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not uh, too far up on my Sailor Moon lore as of late, but I, I believe you. <laughs> uh, tuxedo, tuxedo Cayman, right? Did I say that right? Yeah. Tuxedo mask, but Cayman oh, Riders. Tuxedo mask, okay. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then Isis, the little cat. Oh. Her name isn't Isis. Oh my God, what is her name? <laughs> now I feel like a fraud. Because now I'm really thinking. I know the white cat was Artemis. Okay, yeah. But I, Luna. Luna. Oh, okay, why did I think cat. of Isis? I'm thinking of like Wonder Woman or something. <laughs> you have all of these, uh, all this pop culture. Our brains are turning to mush. Like we're absorbing so much pop culture that it's all mixing together. Yeah, too much. <laughs> well, I guess as we wind down. Um, is there anything you'd like to promote? Uh, anything coming up for you or any sort of social media you'd like to promote? Well, first things first, I'm going to need you guys to go ahead and like, comment, and subscribe on VM Compost's stuff. Yes. Okay? Number one, <laughs> mm -hmm. subscribe to this man's Patreon. Here's the full version of our magic talk. Here's the full version of this magic talk. This mm -hmm. man is amazing. <laughs> As for myself... Um, I will be, like I said before, on the front page of Twitch on March 26th for International Women's Day, which was today, but for, for Women's History Month, I mm -hmm. should say. So definitely come out, support. We're going to be playing Magic, having a funky good time. And um, yeah, just follow me at www.twitch.tv slash Madam Star. And that's M-A-D-A-M-S-T-A-R-R. Great. Thank you for the plug within the plug. Um, so myself, yep, I'm on Patreon. There's the short version. There's the long version of these podcasts. Head on over there for $1. You can access all the good stuff. Or if not, you can just head on over to twitter.com slash vmcampos and check me out there. Or every Saturday, uh, 11 a.m. and 11 p.m., I stream. I stream some arena. And sometimes I win, so that's fun. <laughs> So this has been VM Campos. Thank you so much again for being on the podcast. Anytime, anytime you want me, I will be here. Great. Thank you so much. And I'll see you all in the arena.